Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Wolverhampton Wanderers nil, Liverpool won. A clean sheet in the league, a first half goal, and a win. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty new feeling. I'm not really sure what it's like. It, it also feels like we won two in a row now. Yeah. Which I'm not sure what that's all about. In all competitions. Well, <laughs> actually, even better yet, Kabak and Phillips have, have played together three times and had three clean sheets. So if I'm not mistaken, they are the 20th center-back pairing that Liverpool's had <laughs> this year. So it only took us 20 turns to figure out a couple of guys that can keep a clean sheet. So, so, so here's the thing. Um, as I was thinking about this podcast and trying to think about things to um, to highlight, it occurred to me that this really is um, centered around two Brazilians. One of them played today. One of them didn't. Fabinho played in the midfield, and Firmino was not in the eleven. And look what a difference that makes. So, I mean, I know we've been harsh on Firmino in the past. And I've made many comments on it's like playing with 10 men. But it's like playing with 10 men when he's on. And I think today you saw it. Um, So first of all, on that goal, um, I think if I recall correctly, sometime in ancient history, Liverpool front three used to link up like that. It's been a while. So it, it feels like more than just a while. So there used to be magic in the front three. First of all, Salah's pass. Um... I mean, good vision. I, I didn't think he had it, uh, but I'm assuming he's been told to kind of pass more. Mane's touch is just breathtaking. That's the kind of stuff that Firmino used to know how to do. And um, I loved the shot from Jota because it was one of those smart shots that even if you miss the ball a little bit, you're still getting it on net. And he missed the ball a little bit, and he got it on that. Like it was one of those swooping shots with your off foot as opposed to trying to power through it or trying to place it. He was just trying to make contact towards a target. Yeah, we were talking about that offline over the last couple of um, games, how we can't seem to to position the ball into the net, right? We're always trying to go for power, pace, and everything else except for just accuracy. So it was nice to have somebody with a striker's mind who instinctively knew, okay, everybody and, 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 and the mother is expecting me to go for the, the other corner. Let me go for this corner. So I think he was just trying to get it on and good for him. Because I think if I recall at one point, we had eight shots and one on target and that one was our goal. So the numbers at the end of the day don't look as bad. We had 12 shots at net and four on target, which is still kind of low. Um, but at least it's better. But that just came from at the end, we did actually shoot on net. But like you think about, about oh, I don't even want to get into Mane. Um, Mane's header that he got off of the Salah kind of cross. Um, was it Salah who crossed it to him where, where he, he had the diving well, header? It was Trent. Oh, Trent. So that diving header, again, I love it. Great idea. It's got to be on net, man. So, like, so the thing about Mane, right? This this probably has been his worst non-scoring streak that he's had with Liverpool. But let's be honest, since he's joined the club, he has always been hit and miss, right? He has always had those streaks where he just misses ridiculously easy um, scoring opportunities. But then in the middle of those, he still scores. Then that's the only thing that's been missing now. 
that he's not scoring, but he's still being the same wasteful player that he's always been with Liverpool. And unfortunately, the, I think maybe the pressure of the team not scoring is now having an impact on him. So he's not even being able to chip in. But I don't think his game has changed much. It's just so that he's not scoring. His game needs desperately to change and in a bad way because I don't like it. But he needs to understand that when you get hit in the box, you go down <laughs> for the love of football. Like, I'm I'm sorry. I, I think that it's, ship has sailed. I mean, I'm sure it's been. I'm sure that conversation has has, has happened with him, and he's still not getting it. I, I think he's, you know, he's what 28, 29? I think that ship has sailed. Like this is, I think, the third time this season that he's had a clear and obvious foul that he refused to go down for. Yeah. Not the least of which was the one where the goalie literally held his leg when he was trying to kick the ball. But you know why, though? It's because he has extreme confidence in himself. So he's thinking, okay, I was hit, but I'm going to score right now. I'm, I, I need to score, right? All evidence to the contrary, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, and again, so the one I loved was in the second half when Jota got a, a free kick um, when he basically put the ball just by his player and then ran right into him. And he Jota. got the call and the referee and, and the, the opposing player complained to the ref. Even the commentator's like, not sure where he's supposed to go, but that's the play. You know you're not getting anywhere. Put the ball past the guy and run right into him. Force the ref to give you a call. And and Mane, honestly, on that break, he should have just popped it over the goalie and dragged his leg. Boom. Every time. Every single time, that's the play. I think Mane and Salah, and to a small extent Firmino, they're suffering from the success that they've had over the past few years in that they could not stop scoring. So again, in their mind, why do all those theatrics? Let me just finish this ball and score, right? Whereas Diogo Jota is, he's a striker, right? So he knows the quote-unquote dark arts. I wouldn't even call them dark. He he knows the arts of being a striker. He's a number it's, nine. And he it's knows, not dark. <laughs> exactly. He knows what to do. And it's so refreshing to see that because... I used to think that we're just a nice team, but no, I think we're just are we're very naive, especially up front. And when we're scoring, it's 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 easy to overlook, but when we're not scoring, nobody's gonna score because we're just too naive. You know what? If it's a four nothing game with five minutes left, don't take the dive. If it's a zero zero game, you've had how much trouble scoring this whole year, the team is desperately in need of a goal, drag your foot go down on contact, force the ref's hand. And that's the difference between us and a team like, say, Man U. Manchester United are not as talented as we are, but they they have a lot of nous in their team, right? From um, Fernandez to, like, all through the team, they have, I don't know if it's, if it's a club thing where it's just trained into them, or if they just buy the right types of players, but they they have that knack to know when to go down and what to look for. And we've just been an honest team, and I think we're just we're a team that's been created in Klopp's image. He's a nice, honest guy who just wants to play football, and that's what he's created. And unfortunately, when you stop scoring, you can't play football. Yeah, but look at, look at for example Neves. Then when he went down in the box, when Alexander Arnold put his hand on him. If that had been given as a penalty and it was close, 
who looks like the idiot. It's not Neves. He got himself a point. He, he got his team a point. It's Mane. Again, we look silly because, and, and I know you said Man U, but it's every team. It seems like it's every team except Liverpool, which is why for the last few years, we've been winning the, the fair play award, right? And it's been okay because <laughs> we've been winning trophies, but I think everything, it's all come to a head now where once you start winning, then it looks like you're just a bunch of naive wannabe superstars who can't seem to to just to 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 put a team to the sword when when they have to because we've just been relying on being the nice guys who just win games. Yeah, I mean, look, overall, you know, it was a good win and there's lots of stuff to like. We haven't gotten to that, but this is one of those things that I just I don't like and the team needs to learn and and I will say Jota definitely looks like he knows it. I if if that had been Jota, he would have gone down for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, and again, it's not, I don't, I don't know. It's not. It's not something you can teach. So I wonder if specific types of players were identified by Klopp because I don't. I don't think Mane could have learned that. Like, let's say Mane joined Manchester United when he joined us. I don't know if he would have become that player. I, I don't think it was ever in him. I don't think it was ever in, in Mosala. They're just good guys who just want to play football, right? That's why they're always smiling. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Those smiles need to go. But what I will say is it was very interesting if you think of this game and the game against with Leipzig. Um, we weren't ball dominant. In fact, in this game, right. they had more possession than we did. Um, in the other game, we did have more passes. But in this one, um, the Wolves actually had more passes, more accurate passes, more long balls, more crosses. Yeah, you could see that we've been working on something. We've been working on being more compact and defending as a team and then defending with defenders. <laughs> I think that's first. Um, <laughs> we, we just look so much better when you have defenders defending. I, I, actually, let me ask you this. So do you think do you think we look more balanced because we have central defenders defending or is this simply just putting Fabinho in midfield? So let's just say it was Henderson and... Who, and Williams, Phillips, Kabak, whoever at the back, and Fabinho in the midfield, would we have looked just as balanced? No. So okay. I'll give you an example. The uh, the chance that Triori had towards the end that Kabak managed to kind of reel him back in, yes. even though, of course, Triori is bigger, faster, and stronger, that was a 100% pure center-back instinct. That's a good point. That, if it's uh, Fabinho or Henderson, ends up in the goal. Yeah, because they try to play offside and they look to the side and realize, oops, my bad. Or or more even than that, like you know as a central defender, you need to keep pressure, keep him contact, make him feel you, don't push him, don't stick a leg in because you're the last man back. Like think think about right right at the end of the game where Trier went through what, like four guys who all dove like idiots at him. Yes. A center back doesn't do that. Right. Right. And so, and uh, on when Fabinho Henderson, well, Fabinho in particular, when he was playing a centre back, he was doing that, but he was doing it at the back as the last man, and you don't do that. Yeah, so I I do think part of it is Fabinho is playing well in that role, but I think at the end of the day, it's you know these are these are top top players who have been crafting their art for 
you know, their whole lives. Let's be honest. They might've been like position agnostic at age eight. Since then, uh, I think in, in, in the Netherlands, I think they move you at age 12, but the point is like, these guys have been learning it for a long time. You can't unlearn those instincts to the same point where Mani is not going down because he's never learned to go down. He right. doesn't know how to do it. And Salah's never dived. So whenever he goes down, it looks horrible. <laughs> he truly looks like he's the only guy I've seen who there's a legitimate foul on him. So, and he looks like he's faking it when he goes down. It's just bizarre. So off, totally off point, but who's the best diver in, in the Liverpool squad? Mm, maybe Jota. Or if not the best diver, he's at least the best at generating fouls. Yeah. Like the fouls on Salah and Mane are real fouls. So, so the, the the funny thing about Mane is that he's very good at it outside of the penalty box. Have you noticed? He actually is. So I looked it up because I was actually thinking this, and Mane drew four fouls today. Yeah, no, he he's very good at it. But then once he's in the box, he just know he knows he's going to score, and so he's like, "No, I'm not going down. I'm I'm going to finish this ball." And then of course he doesn't, right? But he he is very good at drawing fouls. He just he falls, and he's like, "No." It's a foul. Like, but even even Mane, he won't even like he'll draw a foul by not even falling. He'll literally just like stop and like be angry and look at the ref, yeah. and the ref will call it. And the ref will call where, it right. Where Salah, like on on the one towards the end of the game, where he went down looking at the ref, like Salah was legitimately had his arm held for about twenty yards, Legit, yeah. like like a, a proper hold on the arm, like that you'd have in wrestling. And he didn't know how to turn that into getting a call. Yeah, it's it's about it's about um, falling or stopping at the right time. Once you leave it too much, then the ref thinks, okay, you can handle that, right? And it's and it's a learned behavior, yeah. and he hasn't learned it. Yeah. So that's where I come back to it: the center back position. Those guys, it's a learned behavior. Like even think um, a couple of times when they were scrambling at the back. So don't get me wrong. We gave up a couple really good chances today. Um, one of them, you know, where the defenders were out of position a little bit. But even those mad scrambles that they have, it's just instinctive for them to kick the ball high or wide. Yeah, exactly. I I didn't sense that Wolves were going to score off a great play. I thought if the only way Wolves are scoring is if we let them score, if we just make a silly mistake. because. I could see that our defenders were just defending like defenders, right? So there wasn't going to be any of that, oh, all of a sudden this one's through and nobody knew who was marking him, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, again, I know we we talked about the the scores that they get. Uh, Nat Phillips and, and Kabak had a 7.5 and a 7.4 when you do all of their aggregate plays in the game. They just played well. These are not guys who are going to get you an eight. I, I, I just hope and I believe now hearing what um, Klopp is saying. He needs to just, I mean, it's night and day comparing them now to their first game together. I mean, you can see the partnership is growing and they're learning to play with each other. Now, Phyllis is not covering for Kabak every single play, right? But of course, he's he's going for every header because that's what he does. And Kabak is looking more and more like, uh, I don't want to say this, but he's kind of, he's looking, he's reminding me more and more of Joe Gomez. Right. At, at, oh God, I thought you were gonna say Lovren. <laughs> well, he he would look like Lovren in the first couple of games, but I think he was. I'm like, no, he's not looking like him anymore. Yeah, yeah. and and so um, uh, Joe Gomez without the speed. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, what I will give him is kind of in the in the towards the end of the game there, where we actually caught up to Fabio Silva. I thought Fabio Silva had the breakaway there. Mm. And Kabak actually caught him. Um, again, Silva should have done better, but like they're they're not fast, but they know what to do. They know how to hold the line and and they did a great job. I know I was reading online about, you know, a lot of people were upset about how Nat Phillips, all he did was like clear the ball out and blah, blah, blah. And what a great game Kabak had. Just as a as a an idea, which is I find it all very funny. In terms of clearances, both of them had six clearances. So if you have a problem with what uh, Phillips did, then you must hate what Kabak did too. Honestly, they played well. They were fairly good mirror images of each other. I'd say Phillips is a bit more adventurous in terms of um, coming up higher, challenging guys higher. And Kabak is a bit more of a stay at home, but it just works well for them. Yeah, I think it's by design. So Phillips is allowed to, he's been given more free reign. He's kind of doing what Lovren likes to do, except when Nat Phillips goes for a header, he doesn't miss, right? So, um, and and Kabak is, is playing a little bit more disciplined role. So he, he will be the last man and he's a little bit more composed, which is amazing for a 20-year-old. So so I'll, I'll tell you what my highlight my highlight moment for Kabak in the game was. I'll be honest on this. And I know it's horrible to say. My highlight moment was when he was bringing the ball up after yeah. the, the corner. And he lost the ball and he knew he lost it. And he immediately went to the ref to get a handball when he knew it wasn't. It wasn't, yeah. I so know. he wouldn't be caught out of position. That is a veteran move. Yes. No, and and, and he, he's very experienced for a 20-year-old. Um, I... Something will have to go majorly wrong if they don't purchase him for the price that he's on offer. Because at this point, why not? Right? <laughs> what do we have? Yeah, to- I mean, in all honesty, you don't know what you're getting back for um, Van Dyke and Gomez. Yeah. Van Dyke, you can probably assume, even if he's at eighty percent, you're set. Gomez, if he doesn't have his breakaway speed anymore, which again, I I don't know exactly what the injury is. We don't know exactly what their recovery is. If he doesn't have his speed. Gomez might might not be yeah he he might be out of a job for Liverpool. Yeah. I was I was, I was thinking about him the other day on the, on that point and wondering if there's a possibility for him to learn to play as defensive midfielder. Maybe not for Liverpool, but or 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 as a traditional right back who doesn't have to just bomb up and down the wing. Um for another club, I don't think those models fit at Liverpool. A, again, that's if Hopefully, but if hopefully not, but if he loses some of his speed, then he may have to start rethinking his position because he he's he's not the best header of the ball anyway, so he doesn't have height. So without speed, he may as well not play as a, as a defender. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I without his speed, I'm not sure what he would do. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, let's let's not kid ourselves. Phillips and Kabak are not the fastest guys in the world, but. I was actually okay either. with their speed because they're because they're playing defense the right way. Exactly. Where Fabinho and Henderson, when they were at the back, they were getting caught out by runs a lot more just because they're again, if you're the defensive midfielder, it's okay if a guy gets past you. Right. Right? Because by nature you have at least two guys behind you. Yeah. So that those instincts aren't there. So I'm loving these guys in in the midfield in the defense. 
And Fabinho had a great game, I thought, in the midfield. He did. It's. I mean, I can't believe... Was this his first start for us in the midfield? Or did he start the last game? He started against Leipzig in the midfield, if I recall it, correctly. In the league. It's, it's his first start in the league his... since Everton. Yes. Right? Okay. It's, I, I, when I was watching this game, it was nice that we won and... I was happy and excited, but no, actually I wasn't excited because I've, I almost don't know who Liverpool are anymore. And I almost forgot that we had a player like Fabinho in our midfield because it's been so long since I've seen him in, in that position. So I almost have to kind of get used to seeing him in that position again to get excited about him, if that makes any sense. But he, yeah. he, he played well. I, I, I've, I've just, I'm just out of touch with that, that particular Liverpool. So he played well, but he lost possession 15 times. So those stats are interesting because I wonder how many of those 15 were he lost possession, but did Liverpool gain possession? Well, it's interesting because Thiago was heavily criticized today for losing possession. He lost possession 16 times. So you're kind of talking the same amount. And if you're going to blame anyone for possession, I think Trent had almost 30. And I don't know what's going on with him. What did Robinson that's... have? Because those numbers on Trent, I always hear them, and I'm thinking, who who even has that many touches in the game, let alone lost possessions? Is that normal for a fullback? So it must be, because Robertson had 20. Yeah. I... Oh, you know what it is? Is it crossing? Oh, I wonder. Yeah, because those numbers make no sense. When I well, like no, one only... game where he lost. Both of them only had five crosses. Oh, okay. So cross. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, our, our Oh, there our you place. go. <laughs> Let me help you out. So for Trent, it was 10 long balls and only one was accurate. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to help. So when you think about it, he had 87 touches in total and he lost possession 28 times. To be fair, though, I mean, a lot of those, I mean, it's the right are, idea. Are part of the plan. Yeah, it's part of the plan. And I mean, look at the Wolves defenders. How are Salah, Mane, and <laughs> Jota ever going to win those long <laughs> balls? Come on. So... Again, I don't know why we're throwing up those balls if we know our forwards aren't getting to them. It's it's very weird. I don't know if the balls aren't accurate enough or what, but there were a couple that Kabak swung uh, crossfield, which which was nice to see. You know, I, I haven't seen that since Van Dyke was in the team or or Henderson was playing back there. Yeah, he's he's. I would say Kabak and Phillips are starting to look more comfortable. And confident, even though for Phillips, I actually don't know why he's confident because I, I I don't really think his long balls are very good, to be quite honest. No, no, yeah, he, he has... Oh, I take it back. Six long balls, three of them accurate. <laughs> what do I know? For Phillips. I can remember specifically the three that were not because of one he just <laughs> hit right out. There's one that he hit right to the Wolves player, and then there's one that he hit to another Wolves player. So I guess those were the three. I, I remember the inaccurate ones too. I can't for the life of me remember what the accurate long ball is. So you, you know what though? I mean, it's definitely not the same. Maybe maybe the long ball is like 30, you know, if it goes 30 feet or something and, and Van Dyke's kicking them down the whole field and they're accurate. So there is a difference. Yeah. But I mean, overall, you know, a, a very good team game. I also liked Allison. I thought he was great in that. You know what? I'm gonna be honest. Um, <laughs> I guess it's it's the Man City and which are in the Leicester games. Now, when I see Allison, I start thinking about Mignolet. 
you know, or Carius. I don't know. I, I, I just can't. I have this. <laughs> this is going to sound bad, but I, I, I'm seeing him as a clown now. I don't know why. Because cause he had a couple brutally bad games. I, I, I don't know if it's And that, it's hard but, to shake. Yeah. My view of him is just so t- totally changed. Like, I'm expecting him to do something crazy in, in, in every game now. <laughs> so, I will say, at no point before this little stretch did I ever think, oh my God, he has the ball. What are we going to do? But now, there was a couple times, I think one where Triari was kind of running towards him, and I'm like, oh my God, why are you holding on to it? Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's like Triari slowed at the end, and if he hadn't, I was wondering might he have gotten the ball. So yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm agreeing with you, but look, at the end of the day, he was good in net. He stopped what he needed to stop. Um, he did make that bobble kind of at the beginning, right? And then, and then, and believe me when I tell you this, it wasn't momentum that carried him into the player. He realized he missed the ball, and you see, like when they showed the close-up of it, you see the moment of realization on his face, and he bowls into the guy completely intentionally. <laughs> Fantastic keeping. That's what you need to do because it's really hard for a ref to say the player didn't even have control of the ball. I'm going to give him a penalty shot. So you make it look like it's your momentum carrying you, but it was not. You can if you if you play it back slowly, you'll see him realize lean his body in charge so good for him i i like that play that's the right play yeah no he's he's still the same allison um i guess i just have to and i think too whenever i see him wearing shorts and not tights again he i i just don't get the same comfort level as as i normally do yeah i i agree with you the the one that i do have to call out a little bit is tiago like He's begging for a red card at some point, like just begging for it. You, you mean a second yellow, right? Yes. He yeah. will, he, you know what? He might actually get a direct red how late some of these tackles are, but he's, I don't know. He, he's like a yellow machine <laughs> and it just hasn't added up to a red in a game yet, but it's coming. It, it, it is. It does seem like a matter of time. I, I just hope it happens in the league and not the champions league. Oh, actually. Maybe it doesn't matter in the Champions League because maybe it's not a bad thing if he doesn't play. But No, I mean, I, I got to be honest. I think what he brings, you know, for example, the breakaway that he gave Salah against Leipzig, nobody else gives him that. Yeah. Like the the stuff that he sees, the plays that he sets up um, are, it's, so it's not just what he does, I think, that people aren't realizing. It's the fact that when he gets to the ball, when he has it, you can see the defense change. You can see they're all perked up. They're all more aware. They're all looking for runs. It stresses a defense. And as the game goes, that advantage plays out more and more, right? So I think people aren't realizing, um, you know, what he brings isn't just about what he does. It's also about the psychological effect he has on the defenders. And it's very similar to Jota. Jota makes those runs that Mane and Salah don't on a very regular basis. And because of that, um, the defense is, you know, they keep running with him, running with him, getting tired, running with him. So it's very much, um, you know, a cumulative effect throughout the game. Yeah. And with Tiago, like Tiago certainly takes 
a lot of what we used to look to Firmino for, right? He does a lot of that work in the midfield and it allows our attackers to just be attackers. And I wonder if that that's an, some kind of imbalance with um, having Firmino there and Thiago because Firmino always drops, whether it's by instruction or habit, I don't know, but he oh he's always in our midfield and he's never part of the forward play. So he's almost, he's also taking away from the impact that our mid, actual midfielders can have, right? So for instance, today, Genie was a lot more on the front foot, which was which is always nice to see, even though he still does that Genie thing of just hesitating. And I don't know why he does that, but um, it was nice to see him play a little bit more advanced. And, and I think that's also the Fabinho effect. So... I, and and to your point, don't kid yourself. If Firmino was in the game, that link up to score the goal doesn't happen because oh, Firmino's caught in the midfield. Of course, yeah. So that's exactly it. So Firmino will be in the midfield. Mo Salah and Sadimane will be there on their own. They'll do one pass too many or not pass at all, and then the play is over, right? But just having the three options there, three options that they all know they can score. And so it's not like Robertson's there. So it's like, why give him the ball, right? He's just yeah. going to cross it back to us. Any of them can shoot, and then it throws the defense off, and that's what happened. And I, I, I just, I just hope, like I think, at least for the rest of the season, Roberto Firmino can still be a good impact sub. I think once the players are tiring, bring him on. But I just hope he just keeps this front three and this team in place. The midfield, uh, Ox was a revelation. I mean, he actually, I was, I was going to say you transitioned very nicely into, I don't know if we're going to bring on someone in the front, would you rather have Firmino or would you rather have whoever it was who came on looking like Ox today? <laughs> Cause that's not Ox. I don't know. I mean, it's been what, when was the last game in midweek Leipzig and Fulham a week ago, whatever. Yeah. Um, man, was it only a week? It feels like a long time ago since we lost to Fulham. But anyway, um, <laughs> Ox was. I don't know what he's done in the last week, but that's more energy I've seen him in than in the last in all season. He he just looked like a completely rejuvenated player. And I don't know if it's because he was playing up front or if he was given specific instructions. Maybe Klopp has been the one holding him back all these games, asking him to try and play like Genie or whatever. But it was just so nice. He he had he he was on a mission today. But not just up front. There was the time when he was coming down the wing and it was like three wolves kind of kept trying to take the ball from him. He kept it away from them. He stopped. He turned. Like, he kept control, and then he made a run in the middle. It was it was just fantastic. And let's not forget the link-up play that gave Salah his wonderful chance if he hadn't been offside. Like, that's the kind of stuff... That's that's the Firmino of old. Yeah, and... It's like we saw Firmino on the field today, except Firmino wasn't there. That's, that is true. <laughs> like, think about it. That first goal, the goal that we had was very Firmino-like... And then that ox pass was very Firmino-like. Firmino-like it's just yeah. without Firmino, right? <laughs> and and um, the 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 staff must obviously have the right data in front of them because we, we all know that that ox needed game time in order to get back into a rhythm, but they must have known exactly how many minutes he needed to get back to this point, and which is why Klopp must have persisted with him playing him when we all thought, why is he bringing on ox? Because I guess he knew he he has to get these these minutes to bring him up to a, this, the point that we're seeing now, and hopefully, hopefully it's not just a red herring, and he actually continues to to um, to have that impetus. Because yeah, it was just it was a revelation from the first second. I could tell. Okay, what is going on here? Who's this guy? 
Yeah, like I I remember watching and I thought, oh God, he's bringing on Ox. And then the play started and I'm like, oh, who is that guy? I don't recognize him. And it was just because my mind was telling me that what that guy was doing could not be Ox. <laughs> like, Ox would be seeing, yeah. Yeah, and 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 I'll be honest, I'm I have been, you know, sad because I figured, you know, Ox is kind of done for this team. We're gonna lose a ton of money on him. He never really got his full potential. But I mean, if he plays like this, if he's willing to come on and as a sub and play 20, 30 minutes like that, oh God, we take him every day. So I wonder how much of this is up is Klopp, right? Was Klopp over instructing him in previous games? Because he's looked confused, right? It wasn't even that he wasn't running. I mean, he wasn't running, but it was it was because he looked like he didn't know what he was supposed to be doing. He Whereas, looked like Minamino. Yeah, exactly. Except Minamino runs. It's just that he just runs aimlessly, right? <laughs> Sorry, you're right. Minamino runs without point and is massively confused. Ox <laughs> didn't run and was massively confused. Yeah, he yes. just looks around, huh? What? Who? What? But, uh, but yeah, today you could tell Klopp must have told him, okay, I want you to play up front because he was playing in the center but and also he was the right as well. But what's interesting is think about that chance that he gave Salah. That chance that he gave Salah, um, and again, this is one of those things that you you don't really hear and you don't think about is the reason that chance happened is because the defenders had to play Ox shooting from 30 feet out. Right. So where Firmino brings that ball up, the defenders shy off towards Salah and cut off any passing lanes. Which open up a shooting lane, but Firmino can't shoot. And I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's he doesn't have Ox's shot. Ox, if you step off to block the passing lane, you've just opened the door for Ox to put in the corner. Right. So it's it's a very very different look. It's a very different requirement for the defense. And because you respect the shot, similar to Thiago, because you respect the creativity. You have to defend differently, and it pulls guys away from where they might want to go, which is covering Salah and Mane. Yeah, yeah, it, it just it just gives them something different to think about, and it would be nice to see Shaq in a similar role as well, and not have him try to play genie midfielder type role. Uh, yeah, don't get me wrong; I like what genie does to a degree in the midfield, but I think there's one genie, and let it be. <laughs> Yeah. Like, don't no. turn Curtis Jones into Genie. No. Don't turn Shaq into Genie. Don't turn Minimino into Genie. Don't no. turn Ox into. Like, literally, it feels like he's tried to convert six guys into Genie, and none of them are doing it. And there's a good reason because they're not Genie. The only the only ones who can at least get away with with something similar are Cater and Jones, right? But he shouldn't yeah. be doing that with Shaq. He shouldn't be doing that with with Ox. That's just not right, and it's not it's not fair on them because it makes them it, it makes us as fans look at them as the weak links when really they're just given instructions to be somebody that then that they're not. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's a great point. Look at earlier in the season when we were looking at Jones and we were like, uh, is he okay? Blah blah blah. We're not really sure. He's still young. Give him time. Now, I'm like, hey, I want the guy in. He knows how to play up front. He knows how to create chances. He's aggressive. Like, and it feels like that. That happened. Uh, he didn't learn all those skills. He was just allowed to do it, right? Which is very different. I mean, we also have to talk about, unfortunately, the follow up on that offside, which is you know we've talked about it forever in a day. Um, and I've said this from the beginning. Var, just imagine a guy barrels into the keeper because they didn't call the offside, and now this delayed offside. Um, you know, nobody wants to see that. 
um, you know, Rui Patricio was gone. So that's, that's very unfortunate. Um, again, I just like, I do like VAR for some things, but if it's offside and you know it clearly it's offside, don't let it play on. Cause this kind of stuff can happen. I would just like to hear the justification behind this new convention of not calling offside until who knows when. And I, I suppose it comes from the, the, the thinking that, well, we have people looking at screens right now, so let's allow the play to develop in case we're wrong. But then you're essentially you're saying, I don't trust our, our lines people, so let's just not even have linesmen then or lines men and women right so i i think you're right and and the thing you yeah, the point is i i okay i get it if you want to say if the guy's within you know an error a, a little bit of doubt if you're not 100 percent sure don't raise the flag this when one it's, when it's obvious i know it's, it's just yeah. so ridiculous because the, the defenders are like thinking okay you know he's gonna call it but is he right but let me just clatter him just in case. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and, and you know, we've seen, it's almost as if it's more out of frustration that the, the play ends up becoming rougher because the defenders are kind of a little bit confused and they, they want to be hundred percent sure. Okay. Well, I know he's outside, but in case he's not, let me just bring him down. Let me just take him out right now. Well, I mean, isn't that what happened to Van Dyke? Exactly. Right. And, and so, yeah, it's, I don't know. It, it so think about it like this this delayed offside ruined Liverpool, Liverpool season and now you know hopefully Wolverhampton can you know keep it together and not lose a whole bunch of games they seem to be free of the relegation area although there were some doubts earlier they but they seem to be okay no god no okay um they unless Europe? I'm mistaken but I, I didn't think they were in Euro at all this year oh, yeah they didn't make it this year okay so yeah they have no they have nothing to play for I don't know if they're in the FA Cup anymore who knows but yeah. Yeah, but I, so in that sense, at least it's good. But again, like imagine it had been against one of the lower teams that you know you knock out their their keeper, and all of a sudden they lose a few games because of it, and they get relegated. Yeah, right? Or look at Liverpool. We don't make Champions League because instead of calling an offside and blowing it dead, you let the the Pickford come and destroy a guy's knee. Like just call it if it's obvious. Call it. I don't want to see these injuries. It's it's really unfortunate. Yeah. So anyway, back to it. So who was your uh, manager, the ma- man of the match for Liverpool? So I was, I was, I was thinking about that. And I'm going to give it to Fabinho. It was close with Kabak, but I'm going to give it to Fabinho. Because he just, I mean, he just held everything together like like um, Pep and, and the staff call him. He's the Dyson. He just cleans everything up, right? And I mean, it's just so refreshing to have that calming presence in the midfield to allow the defenders to do what they need to do to allow the, the midfielders to do what they need to do and yeah i think Klopp will be having some regrets about not sticking with him in midfield no matter what happened this season Oof, if we miss champions league by like a point or two <laughs> how bad will Klopp feel for not realizing this earlier i'm just saying um my man of the match i'm actually going to go a little bit off i'm going to go with jota mm-hmm. um and my reason being is I like having a forward who plays forward the right way. <laughs> he knows his position. He, it is nice, he, he clatters into a player to get a call. He knows 
you know, you don't need the best shot in the world. Sweep across the ball just to get it on net. And that's how he scored. Again, he kind of miskicked it if you really look closely. It's not exactly what it meant to do, but he swept across it with his off leg. Smart move. Um, you know, putting pressure on the defense with the runs. Honestly, he played a very good striker game that I can honestly say, I don't know when the last time I saw a Liverpool striker play a smart, good game. Well, we only have one striker. Well, we have, aside from Jota, we only have one striker, and that's Origi. And his confidence has been shattered because of being played all over the place or, or not played at all. So, yeah, I mean, I, I keep maintaining Salah and Mane are not strikers. So I don't blame them for missing all these shots because we've we've been milking two wingers for like three seasons. <laughs> and it's yeah, you're right. So... But but what I'm I'm still on the generating fouls, going to the ground, getting a penalty shot, that stuff. I I reward Jota with the man of the match because he's the kind of guy who does that. He does those little things. But again, they're just not inherent for Mane and Salah because you know most wingers are not spending that much time in the box. So opposing fans will say that this is all um, wishful thinking. But you and I are probably on the same page to to think that. If Jota had remained healthy, we'd be challenging for the league right now. So if Jota had remained healthy, we would be easily in Champions League. I don't know if we'd be challenging for the league because I think, I think we'd be because Man City is Man City's just on a on a tear. No. So w- w- the reason I say that is we we wouldn't we would have won a lot of the games that we tied and ended up losing because we would have maintained the momentum from the Crystal Palace. Well, Jota didn't even play that Crystal Palace game, but we would have maintained momentum all the way back then. We would have maintained a healthy lead over Man City. We certainly wouldn't have lost to them at Anfield, right? And we wouldn't have allowed them to build this confidence because I mean, we've seen how they've been playing in the last few games. They haven't been as on a tear as they have been. So they're also a little bit streaky too. Right. They are. And then and then you look at the other guys, you look at Man U. Like, could a team have more luck? Yeah. They won their game by an own goal header. It's not even like it was like a guy tipped it or something. He just put it in his own net. Like like super dumb luck winning you games. So, you know, well, they I did mean, us a favor because they beat West Ham. So yeah. They did. So at least we can say that. But just they're winning games with fluky stuff like that. Um so I suspect it's not like they're – to your point, Man City is is looking much more mortal now. Man U has never looked great. No. So if we had stayed up there, it's possible we would still be leading the league. And yeah, Jota going down was a big, uh, a, a big, big hit that may have been kind of the whole cause of it. And to be honest, I'm, I'm going to come back to it. I was the guy that said, don't play him. <laughs> I said it back then. I'm like, I don't care if he needs the minutes. Everybody's getting injured. Keep him out. So yeah. it'll be an I told you so moment to to Klopp, who doesn't listen to me anyway. <laughs> but I mean, this one's a good one. We're, we're, I mean, we're not really back in the chase um, for the top four, but uh, yes, we you know, are. We're, we're closer. We are. I, and I've always maintained, I mean, I've heard people say, oh yeah, Champions League's done. We have to win it. Not, no. No one is consistent this season, and they all have to play each other. So we just have to do our thing, and this is the first step. Like all the results went our way this 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 week, and I was thinking, okay, we just need to beat Wolves, and we'll be fine. Now we have three weeks to just relax, get a little bit more fitness, and I don't think anybody's going away on internationals except maybe some, a few under twenty ones. Um, so looking forward to the next game in three weeks, and um, yeah, let's bring it on. Let's win the league. 
Champions League, that is. And let's also finish top two. For more stories, analysis, and articles, go to the forensicop.com website.